You are now listening to The Gina Lee Nolan Show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Gina Lee Nolan podcast. Today we have a special guest. She is a four-time undefeated boxing champion. She is a best-selling author, an actress, host, inspirational speaker, a wife, and a mother of two beautiful children. Her new book, Food for Life, Comfort Food from My Table to Yours, is out everywhere. Please help me welcome Miss Layla Ali. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Now, I've been looking at what you have been up to since we shot Sheena, and I'm telling you, you have accomplished so much. It's mind-blowing. It's amazing how much time has gone by since then. When you actually think back, you're like, wow. You know, I think that was like over 20 years ago that we did Sheena. <laughs> I know. And, and the one thing that I, I remember is uh, you had a cat that didn't look quite like a cat, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what kind of cat this is. That's funny. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, I had a Aussie cat. Um, I came out... Uh, to Florida and the the breeder happened to be out there. So I had that little s- small cat. Yeah. And she looked like a, like a little tiger, like basically. <laughs> she did. And, and what, what did you name her again? I named her Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. It was a perfect name for her. That is so appropriate. <laughs> I love that. So this new book that you wrote, uh, it really brings families together. It brings you in the kitchen and I'm typically intimidated about cooking and, oh, you know, for the family and the kids. And if I do cook something, the kids are like, mm, they're very picky. Uh, but I remember growing up, my mom was always cooking us meals. And it was just something where our family, it just brought us together. It was a bonding time. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, for me, it was the opposite. My mom didn't cook growing up and I love to eat. And I was just that type of kid that just took control. So I got in the kitchen at a very young age started experimenting with cooking. And I would just call my grandma because my grandma cooked and I would ask her how to make certain recipes over the phone. And she would tell me, and that's how my love of cooking began. And I was inspired to write my cookbook, Food for Life, because, um, you know, as an athlete, I learned about healthy eating and how the foods that you eat actually affect your performance and your mind and all of that. So I pretty much in my, in my cookbook married, you know, all my love for comfort foods that taste amazing and, you know, creating them in a healthy way, which comes down to preparation and the ingredients that you use. Right. And, and I've watched some of your videos and even just on Instagram, how you're cooking and, and you truly make it look so easy, which I'm still trying to figure that out, but I do notice, uh, as I'm in the kitchen and I'm just, even my kids, like they, they're curious, my daughter, especially like, she's just kind of following me around and wanting to know what I'm doing and, and help out. And I think that's, um, I mean, that's awesome. Like I just, how old old are your kids? Uh, 10 and 13 and 22. That's a great age. Yeah. 10 and 13. That's a great age to get them in the kitchen because nowadays with so much processed food where it's really an epidemic now where people are getting sick due to their, their lifestyle choices and the way that they eat, it's really important for us to teach kids that food doesn't come from a package. In fact, a lot of the food that's packaged and prepared is food-like. It's not even food. It doesn't have any nutrients in it. So when they can go to a farmer's market or to a farm and see food growing and see where it actually comes from, it gives them a better understanding and, you know, reasons why they should eat healthy at a young age. But yeah, cooking is, is easy. I think that a lot of times people try to 
start off doing recipes that are a bit too advanced for them, Mm -hmm. but basic cooking is not that tough. And unfortunately, I mean, we see a lot of beautiful food and everything on Instagram and on social, but it's not like real life cooking that you would prepare every day. So I'm always encouraging people to just prepare foods that they love, make them simple, make them easy, and then it just, you'll be more consistent preparing fresh food. That's true. And and it does. I think that social media makes it it just, it almost discourages us to get in there because you, you, you do feel that kind of intimidation when you see these fancy foods and all the, you know, everybody wrapping their sushi perfectly and this and that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to happen in uh, my house. Not yet. Anyway, <laughs> what is your favorite, um, your dish to make? I mean, and your families, like your kids, what do they want you to make? My house is like on a meal rotation. My kids are very picky. Um, They don't want to see a lot of herbs all in their food and things like that. So I have to sneak in a lot of ingredients and and I put that in my kids chapter. But we do regular foods like tacos, you know, but I'll, I'll use, of course, organic non-GMO meat. um, And then I will, um, you know, hide some zucchini in there, Mm -hmm. you know, by putting it in the food process. Of course, I peel off the green skin and then I'll put like five zucchinis in in with like one pound of of ground turkey. And it just takes on the flavors of the spices that I put in with it. Mm -hmm. So tacos are like a go-to in my house, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But in my cookbook, I would say that probably my seafood gumbo is like one of my favorite and one of the ones I don't make that often. So when I do make it, all the friends are like at the door with their to-go containers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my favorite is a quinoa Parmesan dusted shrimp. Oh yeah. That is like, I did attempt. I don't think it's, it's as good as yours, but I'm telling you (laughs) it, it was a hit. Thank you. That one's good. And it is pretty easy. I mean, get, yeah. once you once you just, you know, get get used to it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy. It'll be better and better. Having been an athlete, you're definitely into nutrition and, you know, what you're putting in your body, supplements, what have you. You do have a seven day detox. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, because I have done detoxes before, but I know they're all different. So as part of my nutrition um company that I've started that I'm going to be launching in the next month or so, um, I decided to come up with this seven-day detox. But anyone can use it even if they're not using my um, brand because obviously my brand's not available yet. But it's really about just detoxing. And like you said, there's so many different types of detox detoxes out there that you're like, well, what kind is this? Mm-hmm. It's really about detoxing from the junk, the processed food, the packaged food, and just getting back to eating whole foods that are clean and then incorporating shakes. So one thing that I'm very passionate about is I've been doing it for many years from the time I was an athlete till now is having shakes. And that's because they do a few things. Um, you, it's an easy way after a workout, obviously, to just refuel your body without making your body have to work to break down food. Because mm-hmm. it takes a, it takes a few hours for you to get the nutrition from the food that you eat, if there's any nutrition in it, depending on what you chose to eat. Right. And then, um, you know, for me now, even though I'm not an athlete anymore, in, in terms of like competing, I like to have a shake for breakfast because it doesn't weigh me down. I get everything I need, which is like my carbs, my protein, my good fats, and any superfoods that I decide to put in there. And then, you know, you know, we all know, okay, we're supposed to take our multivitamins right. or our probiotics or whatever it is you're on. I like to get it all in in the morning, put everything I can in my shake, and then I don't have to think about it or be overwhelmed with it anymore throughout the day. And in that one shake, I'm getting more nutrition than some people eat through the whole week, right. you know? Um, so it's like, if you can get in the habit of just having a shake and flavoring it to your liking, Mm -hmm. and that's something you can be consistent with. So my detox is, like I said, is really around, um, you know, 
omitting a meal or two throughout the day by having shakes and just eating clean. And it just kind of is a guide that can be downloaded and it um, just walks you through it. So. Right. Like eliminating sugars and just the things that we know, because I, I have thyroid uh, disease. Mm-hmm. I have Hashimoto's and mm-hmm. I don't know. I never really got into this with you as far as your thyroid. I don't know if you have any issues with that, but there's things that if I eat like the sugar or certain times of the month for me, um, I can have flare ups from that. So it's important what we put in our body for sure. For sure. Yeah. I've had thyroid disease since I was 15 years old. Hashimoto's. Yeah, I'm hypothyroid. So, um, you know, I've had my ups and downs, you know, Mm -hmm. especially with just aging and your body changing. Um, You know, so what? what (laughs) Sorry for for laughing. I just (laughs) I I can relate. Yeah, I I know a lot of a lot of people can, you know, Mm -hmm. and it definitely is a struggle when in time you have any thyroid concerns, it makes things that much harder because you can be doing everything that you're supposed to do and still not see, you know, the results you want to see. Um, so it's really important to get that in balance, but it's not as easy as it sounds. You know, even when you do start going to a doctor, it's like, it takes time. So you have to be patient with your body. But I know one thing for sure, regardless of what issues you have or what health concerns you have, that eating clean, eating more vegetables, eating more fruits, reducing the amount of meat that we eat, you know, including the best quality produce and, and meats that you can, if you're a meat eater into your life you know, drinking fresh water, taking your vitamins, doing all those things helps, you know, but yeah, definitely depending on each individual, then, you know, some people are sensitive to grains. You definitely don't right. want to have grains and then nobody needs sugar. You know, that's just, one I know. Thing and that's my downfall. That. I do know <laughs> oh, that. I know. Oh, it's mine too. Trust me. I have, I have, I know all the tricks and tips. Like I love xylitol, which comes from birch trees. Sounds like a crazy chemical, yeah. but you know, a lot of people say stevia, you know, um, whereas stevia is a green plant and, you know, obviously it doesn't have the effects that sugar has, but I don't like the taste of it. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, I like to use xylitol, um, which does have some carbohydrates, but it doesn't have the effects of sugar and it tastes like sugar. So that's something you might want to check out. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just with, with Hashimoto's, I, I wasn't, I thought we kind of touched on that at one point cause we keep running into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, with my, I mean, the last decade I've been an advocate and, and wrote a book about it and just trying to support other people, um, going mm-hmm. through it. And it's, it's, a, it's just trial and error. Like I, I find that the more we talk about it as women and as we get older with our hormonal, you know, the shifts and changes and the things mm-hmm. that we go through, it's just so important to going back to the basics in our diet. And what we're yes. what we're preparing and the food that we're making for ourselves and our family. Yep, food can be your medicine or it can be your poison, as you know. Big time. I have a question. I mean, I don't really know about your your beginning and where you're from or any of that, but what was childhood like for Layla Ali? Well, um, obviously being Muhammad Ali's daughter, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get life, there. Believe me. Yeah. My life was a little, well, I can't talk about my childhood without talking about that, but, um, mm. my life was different than, than most people. Um, my dad is one of the most, was one of the most famous men in the world. So there was, you know, and people loved him, you know, he wasn't just people, you know, people respected him and, mm-hmm. um, you know, everywhere we went, he, he got a lot of attention. So I had a very public life, you know, there was always, um, people at the house and all that. So I kind of was really shy and quiet and observant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got older, you know, my parents divorced at a certain point and I lived with my mom. So I, just got to be really, really independent because my mom was, 
you know, one of those moms was always busy mm-hmm. doing other things, you know, so I kind of did my own thing a lot, got myself into trouble, you know, and had to learn a lot of lessons early in life that have like made me the person that I am now. I actually wrote my first book, Reach, Finding Strength, Spirit and Personal Power, mm-hmm. um, around the time that we met. Oh, and really? I, yeah. And then I saw um, women's boxing on television for the first time when I was about 17 and I was not even aware that women's boxing existed or was a sport that was even something that I could do. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do that. And I remember just going home, just daydreaming about it and then falling asleep thinking about it. And then, of course, the next day I kind of came to my senses and reality set in. And I was like, how am I going to do that? That's crazy. You know, I'm in school. I have a, I had a nail salon at the time. And I was like, you know, I have this plan. I want to stay stay with my plan. And a whole year went by. I contemplated and thought about it, everything that would come along with it. And then I decided to start training, you know, and a year into it, I was like, okay, this is it, you know, and then mm-hmm. I just went pro and kind of took it from there. <laughs> and that's when I became a professional boxer. That takes a lot of drive and determination, you know, to follow that dream and not let it go. And you're the only one out of nine children that followed in your father's footsteps. Definitely. Um, I, it was, it was a big decision to make, um, and I am the only one. And my father, I knew, wasn't going to like that the decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of started training in secrecy. Like I mm-hmm. went and found a gym and I said, let me just figure out if this is what I really want to do. If I really have the the natural talent to pursue this, mm-hmm. um, because of so many, I felt like there was so many other things I could do and be successful at that I wasn't going to go down this road unless, you know, it, it felt right. Um, so I, I really was doing my own um you know, soul searching. And I then eventually when I made the decision, I told my dad, I didn't ask my dad. I told mm-hmm. my dad what I had decided. And, um, you know, he, he pretty much tried to talk me out of it indirectly, you know, right. by, by saying what's going to happen, you know, with all the attention and if you get knocked down right. and if this happens and that happens and none of that worked. So he ended up in my, my pro debut and the audience supporting me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least he was there, uh, you know, supporting you. And I think he just surrendered to the fact that his daughter was going to box and that was it. Did he give you any advice, even though he was hesitant with you going into this profession? He didn't really give me any advice um, going in because remember, he tried to talk me out of it and he wasn't happy with the fact that I was doing it. So he wasn't going to turn around and say, "Okay, well, he wasn't like... (laughs) Well, since you're going to do it, let me just give you some advice. He still, we didn't leave off on a good note that day. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, I would say his life advice has always been never to step on others to get ahead. And that's yeah. something that um, ha- has stuck with me um, from the very beginning because people people do it in, in so many different ways, you know, and they try to dim other people's lights mm-hmm. in order to make their lights shine, yeah. you know, take take credit for work they didn't do. I'm talking about just in a regular workplace, just whatever the case may be, just not supporting one another, um, trying to make other people look bad so that you look good, all those things. So that's something that I've really abided by. But I will say that, you know, once I got deep into my career and won some titles, I remember my dad coming to my dressing room and saying to me, you know, I'm sorry, I apologize. I was wrong, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, because he told me, I remember him telling me, you know, if he, when, when, as he was trying to talk me out of uh, the decision to box and it didn't work, he finally got frustrated and said what was on his mind. He said, you know, it's not for women. It's not for you. Mm. You shouldn't do it. 
So I said, well, you know, I respect how you feel, Dad, but I'm going to do it anyway. So <laughs> that was in that conversation. So then fast forward years later, he comes and apologizes yeah. and told me I was wrong. You know, you can fight and women can fight. So and I was like, wow, you know, that was a major win for me. I didn't realize how much I did care what he thought because I kind of, had, you know, had this armor on like, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. You know, so right. it really was. It, it really was nice to have him give me his blessing, you know, towards the end, of course. And then he starts trying to teach me how to jab. I'm like, really? <laughs> After like, I've I won know how to do that. Championships, yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I'm past that. I got world titles now. You're trying to teach me how to jab. So. <laughs> oh, I love it. He was he was so proud. Yeah. I mean, you have 24 wins, 21 knockouts, and zero losses. Yep. Like that to me is like, uh, yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of advice at that point. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of pride in being able to, to spit those numbers out, you know? Oh, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say that's, that's, in, that's incredible. Well, most athletes out there don't really get to decide when they can quit and when their career is over. Uh, but there is always that transition. And how, how did that work for you? Well, it's definitely hard for any athlete because you, you're doing, you know, whatever sport you played, you you did what you loved, you worked mm-hmm. so hard to get to a certain level. And then in many sports, um, it wasn't my situation, but in many sports, you know, you, you, you get told when to stop because you don't get picked up again or your contract's not renewed or whatever the case may be. And right. it can be very depressing um, because now you're like, okay, I'm young, I'm retired from my sport, but I'm only in my thirties, you know, right. <laughs> like you're starting, you're starting all over again. Yeah. And it's, you know, especially if you're used to making millions of dollars, right. And now you're like, okay, now what, you Amen know, to that. so yeah, exactly. So it's not, you're not going to really find any, anything else or many other things, unless you've got a good business deal and hook up with some people, <laughs> some, something that where you're going to get money that way. Right. So it's just a lot to deal with lifestyle changes, time, time management as an athlete, you know, you're used to okay I wake up every day and I go train you have something to do and then of course when you don't you're just like wow right. what, what am I gonna do so for me um I made the decision to stop boxing um because it was just it was just the time I wasn't inspired anymore um with the level of competition that I had left to face I kind of went through everybody in my weight class there wasn't much left so Luckily, I had other things that I was passionate about, you know, but it took me some time to really figure it out. But I went on Dancing with the Stars um, as a strategic move because originally I didn't want to go on. But then I was like, wait a minute. Actually, when they asked me, I said, this might be a good opportunity to show a different side of myself because I've been this boxer and, you know, focused and kind of intimidating. You know, people always see me on TV talking about knocking somebody out preparing for a fight. So. Dance with the Stars went all the way to the finals. So I, I saw that, whole, and I wanted yeah, to talk. Great. But that's the ath the, the athlete in you, the competitive side of you. That of course, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to get to the finals if not take the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. My goal was to get to the finals. Of course, I wanted to win, but my my real personal goal was just to get to the finals because again, you're looking at what is the purpose of doing this? The purpose is to, you know, be introduced to a new audience. So I wanted mm-hmm. all 10 weeks of that airtime, which <laughs> I got. And then, um, you know, I went on to start hosting and I hosted mm-hmm. American Gladiators with Hulk Hogan and a bunch of other shows. And, and, and then, you know, for, for about five years after I retired though, I still wasn't fulfilled. I was like, wow, you know, this is great, but what's, what am I going to do that's going to fulfill me and I'm going to be passionate about, and I can sustain my, myself and, and make money doing it. That's when I 
really realized it was health and wellness that I'm passionate about. Like, I, this is what I would do for free if I could. Right. Right. Is really help people live a healthier lifestyle. So that's when I started my Lay Lolly lifestyle brand and my website and my blog. I had a podcast for, for a while. Um, and you know, now I'm coming out with the nutrition line. So this is, this is my thing, you know, outside of, outside of the work that I do on television. Well, you've done a lot of hosting and, you know, films and, you know, many other things, but you did do The Apprentice. What was that like? It was interesting. I mean, I didn't do, I did it with, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. They had been asking me to do the show for multiple years and I kept turning it down because the timing just wasn't good and the host of the show just wasn't right for me. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's not going to be good. That's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. You know, so so you always have to think about that because, um, again, I go in with intention and strategic. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure I look good and not be arguing with the host. So right. um, but the show the show was hard. I mean, it's really, really hard um, with these. It was just a whole new world for me in terms of just the ins and out of business, you know, because you don't see a lot um, on, on when it's on television of what's really going on behind the scenes. So if we're putting on an event on the show. It's like you literally have to do everything A to Z as an event planner would. And right. then, of course, with the pressure and the time and all the drama and, you know, deadlines and cameras and all these things and then working with no sleep. So that's what right. makes makes for a good show. But I mean, one and done. I'm good. I don't need to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Many friends of mine have done both shows, uh, but The Apprentice, I mean, they just push you. Oh, yeah. There is no sleep and it really shows your character. With Dancing with the Stars, though, uh, I was asked uh, the first time and I was like, oh my gosh, I have two left feet. There's no way I can do this. <laughs> so I, I said no. The second time I was pregnant and I wanted to do it so bad, but it, it is a great show. It's challenging, yet very rewarding. Oh, yeah. Dancing with the Stars is hard physically. And, um, you know, nobody's trying to put you in a bad situation on that show. So it really just comes down to you and your schedule and, you know, your, your mentality. But with a show like Apprentice, you got to know going in, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times people, you know, as celebrities, we have choices to make when it comes to reality shows. You know, for me, I, I don't really see myself doing many more anymore because, you know, I never say never, but, right. you know, I don't want to just get caught up in that world. But for me, it was a great opportunity in my situation mm -hmm. coming from where, what I had done. And, um, you know, even though I didn't win, I felt like I won oh, because, yeah. I, because I, you know, was able to use that opportunity to start doing other things. And that was the purpose for me, not just to say I won. It's like, what are you going to do after you win? You know? So, right. Definitely. But it's a great platform. Mm -hmm. And regardless if you actually won the title or not, it's it's the process and it shows uh, what you're made of. Mm -hmm. But moving into sports, um, both of our uh, husbands played professional sports and uh, my husband is really worried, I think, long term with the CTE. And um, he was a defenseman, so he was in fights all the time and concussions and that sort of thing. So we're kind of selective as far as what we want our kids to play. Our daughter is really into hockey. She's our athlete. So uh, and she's bound and determined to play in the women's uh, NHL and that there will be one um, when she's 18. <laughs> but how do you guys feel about your kids and what sports you want them to play or um, just how you feel about that? Well, I'm not encouraging my kids to play football, um, mm -hmm. my son to play football or my kids to be boxers. You know, I, I'd rather them not do that. They're still young. My daughter's seven. My son's 10. Neither mm -hmm. of them have showed any interest. 
Um, and I'm happy about that. My son doesn't have the temperament to be a football player. Um, so I'm not right. really worried about him trying to, to play football. In fact, he's probably not going to, um, you know, be a professional athlete. He's more into engineering and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know, you never know what you're going to end up with, with your kids. You know, you would think, okay, yeah. Muhammad Ali's grandson, Layla Ali's son, you know, dad's a football player. Sure. He's going to be like this super jock and he's not, you know, so he's totally not super athletic. He's big and strong, and my but my daughter is like an amazing um, athlete in mm-hmm. terms of just her body and her build and the things that we see that she can do. Just playing around the house, we're like, wow, she can do anything she wants to do that she puts her mind to. Yes, because she's built. She's built for it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely not someone who would encourage boxing or football. But if my kids wanted to play a sport. Um, I would have to support them, right. you know, and just keep them as safe as I can, because I truly believe that, you know, whatever's happened, whatever's meant to happen will happen. And, you know, just like I had to follow my heart and luckily I'm fine. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's the same approach that I would take with my children. I have faith. But at the, at the end of the day, like I said, no, I'd rather them not. Right. And I'm definitely not going to encourage it. No. <laughs> It sounds like our daughters are both the athletes. You know, they're just mm-hmm. mine is so driven and so opinionated. Like I said, she follows me in the kitchen and she's like, I'm going to, I can cook. Th- I Let me do it. I'm going to take over. I'm like, okay, I love that's it. fine. That's, that's good. <laughs> where my husband's even a, a, a afraid of her, where I'm like the one, I'm the strict one. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a father daughter thing, but it's, uh, it's pretty funny. So anyway, I have a great question for you. And one that I ask myself, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in 10 years? Well, um, that is interesting question. Um, I mean, my being a mom is my first and most important job to me. Um, so obviously I, I see that just my kids being older and me being there to support them and having the freedom, um, to travel if I need to. Um, that's why I've always been an entrepreneur and want to work for myself. I see, you know, my, the brand that I've started with Lay Lolly lifestyle and, you know, my two products that I started now um, that are going to be launching, like my spice blends and my um, nutrition product will be launched. And I have other products as well. And just really being in that food space. Um, I just want to continue to grow that business, you know, and just be happy. Like I said, I want to have freedom. I want to have freedom and balance in my life, you know, to, to be here for my family, provide um, for my family with my husband and just be happy, you know, and, and it's just, when you can do what you love and make a living doing it, then it just gives you more opportunity to give back, you know, and, yeah. you know, do my philanthropic work because you're not stressing about your own household, you know, or you're not unhappy at a job or things like that. So that's right. what is most important to me. I don't have anything specific, you know, that super specific other than what I just said. Well, you definitely have your priorities set straight. Family does come first. Uh, and I believe also too, that if you do what you love, the money will follow. But when, when people mention your name, Layla Ali, how do you want them to see you, their opinion of you? I would like for people to continue seeing me as an authentic person and a strong person. And, um, you know, I'm a loyal friend. Um, I'm a, I'm someone who's very dedicated to my, to my husband and my family and a good businesswoman. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's uh, an understatement. People ask me what you are like to work with, and if you're tough, and uh, you know all of these things. And I, I always say, no, but yes, 
you're tough, but yet you have such a kind, compassionate spirit about you. I remember knocking on your trailer door and asking if you wanted to run lines and we just got talking about life and, uh, and you were just so sweet. You have a very, um, nurturing side to you. Thank you. I mean, I see myself as one person, you know, it's like, of course, when I was fighting, you have to be a certain way inside of the ring. And I am a serious person, you know, I'm very straightforward and I don't BS. And I think that unfortunately there's a lot of of the opposite of that. So when people come across someone who's very, you know, direct and says what's on their mind and, you know, isn't BSing, it's kind of like, whoa, you know, (laughs) it's true. I'm the same way. (laughs) Yeah. Especially living in LA, you know, it's just like, you know, you, you don't see that a lot. So it's just, I don't really, that's just the way that I've always been. So, and most people don't have a problem with it, you know, unless they're someone trying to take advantage Mm -hmm. of a situation or something like that. So, (laughs) and that's where I just, I make no apologies. I think that that's the way you become successful in in every way, in every aspect of your life is just speaking your mind and being authentic and being your true self. Because at the end of the day, you know, you have to, you have to be able to sleep. And uh, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that can. Well, I want to thank you, Layla, for being on my podcast. It was great catching up with you and just hearing about everything that's going on in your world. And you are so inspiring. So thanks again. Well, thanks for having me on. It's so nice to spend some time talking to you. And I wish you and your family all the best and you all the best with with everything you have going on and keep doing your work um, with thyroid health because so many people need support and information about it. Indeed, I will. Well, if you like what you heard today, please subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at Gina Lee Nolan and on Facebook at Thyroid Sexy. Please be kind to one another. And until we meet again, peace.